conversations that are inspiring and educational for leaders in the automotive industry. This is Near Me Radio. Now, here's your host, Ryan Burton. Welcome to the show. Near Me Radio is a podcast for automotive professionals. I am Ryan Burton, your host, and I'm also the founder of Leads Near Me, a marketing company for auto repair shops. On today's show, we have Jeff Bragdon, the owner of Service Masters Auto Repair in Clearwater, Florida, and Draper, Utah. We will also hear from Chris Knuth, the founder of APAC ATI, about his strategies to help ease the tech shortage problem. This is show number one, so we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping to get things rolling today. First off, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. I promise we will produce great shows and improve as we go. If you own a repair shop, great. If you do not and you've ended up here, well, listen anyway. There may be some life nuggets or some general business lessons you can take away. I've had thousands of conversations with business owners and many of those in the last seven years alone with shop owners. So I do know a thing or two about growing a shop's business. This show could easily be called entrepreneur training or something like that, but we focus on shops. So why are we doing this? I am a longtime radio person with loads of broadcasting experience. I spent most of the 90s on the radio. That paired up with thousands of conversations with shop owners, we just felt we had a responsibility to pass on ideas that amazing shop owners are sharing with us every day. So we're not doing this for promo for the company or some kind of marketing thing. Anything that I do always has to aspire to be top quality and always for the right reasons. Why the name? We looked at kind of gimmicky names like growth podcast for shops and things like that, but it just didn't feel right. So being a former radio guy, I like the idea of paying tribute to radio and the name and then also incorporating our brand leads near me. Thus, Near Me Radio, and our plan is to make Near Me Radio equal great podcast for auto repair professionals. So there you have it. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Mr. Jeff Bragdon. An effective online presence is a critical part of your shop's growth and profitability, which is why it only makes sense to use the company that many top performing repair shops use, Leads Near Me. Leads Near Me blows up your phones with a strategic combination of killer websites, high converting Google ads, traffic driving social media posts, and more. Reach them by text or call 888-953-2379 or visit them online at leadsnearme.com. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Near Me Radio. Thank you, no better 
All right, well, that was Ross Childress from Music Box, 2010 album, and a song called Thank You. Welcome back to Near Me Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Burton, and we'd like to welcome to the show now Jeff Bragdon. Quickly, let me tell you a little bit about Jeff. Jeff is the owner of Service Masters Auto Repair in Clearwater, Florida, and now Draper, Utah. He's been a tech since 1983, kind of fell into auto repair when he started working on his own car. Since the shops around him did not know what they were doing and were overpriced, Jeff found out he had a knack for taking apart and working on cars. His first job was a lube technician at 16, worked his way up to manager. Uh, Work-life balance wasn't great, wanted to reclaim it, so in 2009 started his own business. Did not know how to run a shop, knew how to fix cars. This all sound familiar, Jeff? Sure does. So far, sure so does. good. Okay. Yeah. First year did two hundred eighty thousand. That's uh, and I remember sixteen thousand a month. I'm not sure if that's the math. If that all makes sense, but uh, certainly those were the olden days. The current shop now is in Clearwater. The the previous one was in Safety Harbor. Seven bays, seven lifts, six two posts, one alignment, seven on staff, two service riders, one parts person, two techs, two GSTs. Twenty twenty two, we we came real close to two million. 4,500 square feet. Family-wise, Jeff is married, 30 years. Carolyn, his wife, he has two sons. Justin is working uh, in Utah, running the shop there. And Jared is 25, up in Minnesota, a finance major. Some hobbies of Jeff's. He likes, if he's, if you're a friend of Jeff's on Facebook, he's on this thing called an electric foil. Okay, and that's, I mean, they could have given it a better name. It's like a surfboard that comes out of the water. A little scary to me in those shark-infested waters. Uh, in January uh, 2023, we mentioned the Draper Utah shop. That's Jeff's shop number two. His son Justin's running that, as we mentioned. And we're going to address at some point why a guy from Florida opens a shop in the snow a thousand-odd miles away. We'll get to that in a minute. But welcome to the show, Jeff Bragdon. Welcome to Near Me Radio. How you doing today? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So it's a, I find it a pleasure to be here and be your first. You're so we're first. virgins. We're virgins. Dude, I mean, you're getting at it quick here. Calm down. Let's do that later in the show. All right, virgins. The word virgin has come up in the show. We haven't given any value to anybody yet. We've dropped words like that. Uh, so Jeff, as I, I don't know if I mentioned this publicly, but there is no other choice uh, for me for the first guest for the show. Um, you've been a longtime client of Leeds near me, seven years now. And I really consider you and a few other shops, there's maybe two or three, really is our first auto repair shop, shops. And, and really where we, we, you know, sort of cut our teeth and learn the craft of working with auto repair. And we've had this long relationship. Not only that, which makes it very special, but you have been very generous and introduced us to some of the most meaningful people that we've met in our life. And, um, that being uh, Aaron Stokes and Thomas Hayes. They have been, uh, and, and TJ Roberts, who we met all in that very first uh, lunch six odd years ago in Nashville. We met the Shop Fix people. So you've been very generous uh, and, you know, life changing for myself and for Leeds Near Me with the people you've introduced me to. So there was no other choice than Jeff to have on the first show. So I'm really glad to have you. Do you remember those old days when we started together? Oh, my goodness, yes. Do you? The, the difficult times. Yes. Were, were they difficult times? Yes. Yes. <laughs> now you're an awful ad for leads near me here. This is hilarious. No, so. <laughs> no not, not for the marketing side of it, for the, for the entrepreneur side of it. Right. That was difficult days for me. Talk um, about that. Talk about those early days. Tell, tell me about 
what that was like in the early days. Was it always called Service Masters, or did we? Was it something else early on? Tell me about the, no, how it started. Service Masters has always been the name of it. Um, I, I have always wanted to make sure that you know our customer senses that we're giving them the best and biggest bang for their buck and amazing customer service. Um, I, that was my philosophy from the get-go. I worked in a lot of small shops over the years, and I was like, hey, dummy, don't do that. Um, you know, learning from others, uh, other people's mistakes. Um, but, you know, it, it used to be 70, 75-hour work week, you know, not much time with my family. Um, fixed a car really well, but didn't run the shop very well. And between... B and I and you and Aaron Stokes with ShopFix. I mean, my life has completely changed. Uh, I'm hardly at my shop anymore. Um, I have amazing employees. I figured that out early um, to hire good people and let them like this is your job and let them do it. Um, and you know, it, Lord's blessed me. It, it's been amazing. It's been a really cool ride. I never thought I would be where I am or that I'd ever own two shops. Um, but, you know, that's come along and it's it's pretty cool journey for sure, for sure. So back it up a little bit more. Um, your family, you know, maybe your parents and, and is there any auto repair before you? Are you kind of the first generation of fixing cars? First generation? Um First generation in a while that's owned its own business. So, you know, that's been neat for me to, to you know, kind of jump out on faith and, and see what happens. Uh, it hasn't always been easy. Uh, there's been some rough times, but I got through them. Um, always stayed focused, tried to have a plan in place and follow that. And, you know, it's, it's with the help of a bunch of other people, it's gotten me where I am now. So, And let's, let's really go back to the origins because, you know, being what we'll call first generation, if that's the right way to explain it, you know, starting and, and I'm similar too. And and I founded a business. My parents were not entrepreneurs or business owners and, and it's, it's tricky, but it also really allows us to have a real, you know, we can remember how we got here, right? I mean, we kind of did all the steps. So kind of go back to early on, did Carolyn work and you kind of were at that shop in Safety Harbor doing your thing, figuring it out. And she kind of had a day job paying a few of the bills. Well, you know, did you have a little money saved up? I mean, for those people that are thinking of starting a shop or getting into it, really get back to the beginning of it. Cause those are the toughest times, right? To kind of get it off the ground and get it going, right? So for me, um, at the time I was uh, running a 14-bay shop, the owner was absent, you know, never there. Um, actually, it was funny, when I quit there, people thought, why did you leave your business? It's like, I oh, know, that wasn't my business. I ran that business for somebody else. So that, that was kind of cool to hear people say stuff like that to me because I knew I was doing a good job at it. Um, but they wouldn't let me, you know, I had two boys. One was in high school, one was in junior high. They're both playing basketball at opposite ends of the, the county and it's like hey i need to leave early so i can go watch my kid play basketball no you can't leave we're busy um so one night i walked in the house i told my wife i'm like i'm over this i'm gonna go 
start my own shop. She's like, you're what? So um, I literally had $10,000 and rolled my toolbox in a 2,000 square foot building with one lift in it and just busted my hump for a couple years and you know, I mean, we're 14 employees now, so kind of, kind of cool. Um, the hard work and showing up and doing what you say you're going to do. I mean, definitely got me somewhere. So. And I, I remember the move from Safety Harbor to Clearwater. I mean, I remember going on Google and changing that address when that all happened. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, so that seemed to flow in a proper trajectory from growth to Clearwater. But this second shop, I mean, how many MSOs have we, you know, been involved in since I met you and we've been waiting for you and it took what, like 15 years before you, I mean, like most of these guys are going a little quicker. So it took you a long time. Why so long for the second shop? And then again, I, you know, are you really quickly, are you originally from Florida? I don't remember. Is this, is Florida? Uh, where I grew from? up in New Hampshire. Okay. Uh, my parents drug me down here when I was a teenager in 1980. Okay. I've been in Florida since. Um, I like outdoors. That's what attracts me to Utah. Um, you know, the, the second shop for me, why would I open a second shop if I can't maximize the first one? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I still have stuff going on in my first store and not everything's a hundred percent, it's still not a hundred percent. It's always a work in progress. Um, but why would I focus on doing a second one poorly if I can't do a first one good? Right. So, um, that was my philosophy on that. That's why it took me so long. Okay. So again, well, that answers the, the, the duration. You, you know, if you recall in your youth being in the New Hampshire snow or something, but you're in Florida, most people, you know, do the North shop and then have the Florida shop because, you know, they're in Florida as well. You kind of went backwards, which, you know, the outdoor part of it uh, explains that. But maybe you can share with people the, the challenges now of it. Because when I talk to our shop owners that are opening new shops and they, you know, they, they talk to us for feedback and insight, you know, distance is always a factor to get around and doing them. I mean, you've blown that up badly with the distance between these shops. How are you making it work? Uh, maybe if anybody else is considering it, tell us the pros and cons. Well, if, I mean, if I'm going to make it difficult, I might as well make it difficult, right? It might as well be on the opposite side of the country. Um, it's a four hour plane ride. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. My wife misses me when I'm gone for a week, but you know, at the same time, um, I, I have been blessed to find amazing people to run those stores and to manage them and to do the, all the tasks that it takes throughout the day. Um, I, without the people and good people treating them fairly, paying them a correct amount, um, treating them well, caring about their success, um, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I can tell you that right now. Um, it, you know, I've always cared about my employees. I've worked for some very harsh people over the years, and I didn't ever want to be that way. I'm probably to the other side of that at fault, you know, at a fault almost. Um, but I have long-term employees, so... You know, I'm not having to train new people all the time. We don't have a revolving door. That helps a lot. Um, there's consistency. 
you know, my customers can come in and see the same staff member all the time. That's huge. So I think it's a good reflection of the business. So Nice. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about networking. This is something that that I encourage shop owners to do on a pretty regular basis. I've done it over the years. You know, in any new endeavor, I tell people all the time that it always starts with some local local networking. It's a wonderful way to grow business and market. And I think you really are kind of the poster guy for it. I mean, you've been doing it for years. Um, when I think of networking, I think of you. I don't know if you get random calls from shop owners, but I'm like, call Jeff and ask him about this, right? So I, I don't know. I tell people that sometimes, but but uh, you've done a great job of it. And I really, I really believe in this and like this specifically for a location-based business like a shop that you have a five-mile radius that you work in. And uh, so tell me a little bit about networking, your philosophies on it, your advice to people. And I know you had, you told me you had a meeting this morning, right? So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your thoughts on networking and, and why you might encourage it and how people should approach it. I, I've been a longtime member of BNI, Business Network International. I have drank the Kool-Aid. Um, it works if you just do what they say and how they say to do it and do your educational moments and your one-to-ones and getting to know people and build relationships with people. You have no idea what you're in store for if, if you do it correctly. Um, the one thing about BNI is, and I mean, there are other groups out there, but BNI worked for me. Um, I can tell you what I know. Um, being I, I, I was not a good stand up in front of 30, 40, 60 people and talk about my business. Uh, being I taught me how to do that. Um, they don't just go, oh, you're networking. Here, go do it. Um, they teach you how to do those things correctly. Um, if you do what they say, it works. I mean, it, it's amazing. We've been in as many as three chapters. Um, Derek, my service writers in one, I had a technician that was in one. I was in my chapter for seven years. When I opened the second location, I had to step away. Um, I do have a new service writer that we're probably going to put back in my chapter. Um, Derek, my service writer, the chapter he's in, he had an AC company that was in there that had like I don't know, 12 or 15 trucks at the time. And this, this gentleman ended up selling his business to another AC company. Well, this company, they have three different AC companies combined. They have 120 vehicles. Um, we earned that fleet account. I mean, they, they, they're key droppers that, you know, call us when it's ready. Um, but, you know, we've always... If we tell somebody we're going to do something, we do it in the time promised at the price quoted. Um, you just have to be transparent with people. And, you know, if you have an issue and parts and employee came in sick, just be honest with people. You know, it, it, it goes a long way. People understand those things. Uh, the, the other thing I like about networking is it puts you in front of people that you're not used to being in front of. I don't have lawyer friends or, you know, a business attorney or, or you know, a, a mortgage broker. I don't know people like that. So it puts you in front of these people that you're not normally around. You can learn a lot from them. Um, I, it's funny. Some of the people that you think are, like, fantastic business professionals are very professional sometimes. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting. So it makes you realize that, hey, I'm pretty good at what I do, you know. 
So um, it, it's been it's been a, a, a neat progression um, of the business. I, I, the referrals. I've many times I've thought, man, I'm tired of getting up on Wednesday mornings. I have I'd have to be at my uh, chapter at. 7.15, I live 25 minutes away, you know, I'm getting up at 5 o'clock on a Wednesday morning to eat my breakfast, travel, and go sit in a meeting, and there's days that'd be like, man, I don't want to do this crap no more, and then, you know, B&I has, you have to track your thank you to close business, so if somebody referred to you and you got business from it, you have to track it, and then I'd go to put my referrals in, and I'd have 20 cars that showed up for the week from B&I, and it's like, holy crap, you need to get up at five o'clock and go to your meeting. So, you know, and it also makes you uh, responsible to other people. You know, you learn how to do that. Um, it goes a long way. Uh, I, I still have old BNI members that are even no longer in the chapter. They still bring their cars to us, their kids' cars. You know, I, it's, it's crazy. I, I never saw... The, the big picture of this when I started with them. It's, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, and, and tell me if this is accurate. I mean, it's where I think where people fail with networking is it's reciprocity, right? Which is relational, right? You get to know these people, you do for me, I do for you, which is what reciprocity is. And what happens is people started networking, they got to get up early the first couple of weeks, things aren't happening. They're like, I don't like getting up early. I don't like talking. I don't know these people, but that's the trick. It takes time. It takes five, six months before you develop these relationships where they feel comfortable with it because you think about the referral aspect of business. It's, you know, it takes, it's trust. I mean, you think about it every day, like you're, you're putting your word behind something. So it takes time and that's where people did it wrong. And you, you know, you see the growth. Would that be accurate? Is that a good way to kind of- Absolutely. Um, it, again, you have to do what you say you're going to do. You got to show up. You have to do the work and, and like find referrals for other people. I mean, I think of you. You've done a good job for us. I'm like, hey, Ryan, you. you should probably go to a shop packers meeting and check this out. You know, what's it called? It, I know, right? <laughs> um, so I'm looking for business from other people. I want to find business for them. I'm trying to grow my business. I want them to grow their business. I, I, I've had people that have monster businesses and you can learn so much from them sitting at lunch, just them talking. And then I've had people that have, I, I mean, there's a esthetician that was in my group. She's an amazing person. And, you know, just her drive every day to go in and try and make and grow her business. It's like, holy crap, you're a baller, you know? And it's just neat to be around people like that. It, 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 it gets me to the next level personally, so. And, and you touched on something that will make our final topic and that's the generosity and giving and, and referrals. And I talked at the top of the show of how generous, you know, you were to us in the introductions you've made and the people we've met, but you know, you tapped on it and it's funny because we hear you say these things, but not everybody thinks like that, right? Not everybody, you know, is like openly generous and, and in giving and trusting. I think that's a unique quality. And I think it's something that we all should aspire to that, 
you do a great job of and is is very much a trait of Jeff Bragdon. So I want to talk about that. I mean, you have been over the years, again, introducing us to people. You've also been open. You, I get calls from people and they're like, yeah, I'm in so-and-so Florida. I'm like, oh, I think that's close to Jeff and I'll have to call. And then they're like, Jeff told us to call. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I I guess he'd be okay with me talking to you. So, so it, it's this tremendous generosity, and it seems to be, you know, you seem to grow on top of it and succeed. So, talk a little bit about your your philosophies with with that kind of generosity, because it's not incredibly normal. A lot of people are, by the way, but you know what I'm saying. I I think a lot of times that's not. I mean, you can learn how to be generous. Um, it's more almost in you. Um, I, I like to help people. So, you know, I like to help people with their cars. So, I mean, the car is just a byproduct of what I, you know, we do as a business. We're actually helping the person because it's like they need to get to work to, you know, go get their kids picked up and the car's going to make it there, you know? So I, for, for me, I mean, just helping people. I, I love helping people and, in turn, it's been able to allow me to grow my business a lot faster than I thought I would ever be able to. I, I, we had numbers now that it's like, I, I sit back and go, holy crap, those guys killed it today. And really, I didn't have a whole lot to do with it other than making cars show up. But back to the generosity, because I've been generous with other people, they drop cars off at my business for us to fix, and it's allowed us to grow. So I, I think if you have other people's interests in mind versus your own, it comes back naturally. Um, but I think that's the way the universe works, to be quite honest. You get what you give. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I just want my staff to want to come to work and be profitable. If they can do that, so can I. So, and it, it goes a long way. Jeff, thank you for being guest number one on the podcast. That's pretty cool. And uh, again, there is no other option. Thank you for telling your stories. And, um, you know, just we, we love working with you. We're, we're grateful for you. And yeah, and that's it. I Because it's the first one, I got to figure out how to wrap this thing up now. So, uh, <laughs> um, so. All right. We're done. Quick. <laughs> Jeff will just hang up and I'm like, oh, that was it. Okay, I got to do better next time. But but listen, uh, Jeff, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for being on Near Me Radio. And uh, you and I, I'm sure we'll talk offline uh, very soon. Sure. But again, sure. thank you very much for being our first guest. We really appreciate you. And you have an amazing day. Thank you for having me. Hopefully somebody got something out of this. My mom, I'm sure, listened. So I, I, got, I, got, I got one listener. Hi, I got. I, I forgot. I was going to say hi, mom. First episode because I guarantee my mom right? will right? listen to this thing. So right. I don't know your mom's name. I'd say it's, hi. To her. It's Cheryl. Hi, Ryan's mom. It's, it's Cheryl. Her name is Cheryl. Say hi. Hi, Cheryl. She'll get a big kick out of this. I promise. <laughs> I was thinking about having her on the first show because I was going to joke she'd be the only one listening. But uh, I think with you on and some other factors, we'll have a couple people checking this thing out. Jeff Bragdon, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for all you shared and have an amazing day. All right. Thanks for always being there for us. Appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care, Ron. The tech shortage problem is not going to solve itself. That's why it will take organizations like APAC ATI to emerge with solutions that will bring relief for shop owners. APAC ATI is a nonprofit organization that helps veterans, the recovery community, 
formerly incarcerated persons, and those who need a second chance and a shot at their dream career as a skilled automotive technician. They offer no-cost training and a hand up for anyone willing to do the hard work it takes to learn to repair every vehicle the right way. APAC ATI, educating and empowering skilled labor and making a difference. Learn more about the program or sponsor a new student at APACATI.org. That's A-P-A-C-A-T-I.org. We'd like to do a segment now we call In Their Own Words. We'll hear from Chris Knuth from APAC ATI. Chris is the co-owner of Star Motors European Service and the founder of APAC ATI in San Juan Capistrano, California. His tenacity, drive, and ability to make genuine connections with others is the foundation to his tremendous success within the automotive industry over the last 26 years. APEC ATI proudly serves veterans, the recovery community, formerly incarcerated persons, and other underserved and at-risk communities. And it gives them a chance at a dream career in auto repair. Here is Chris Knuth. Yeah, so APEC ATI is a unique concept in how to attract and train automotive technicians and get them working in shops as quickly as possible. You know, I've been connected to the industry for a number of years now, and what I've been hearing is that, you know, when people do find technicians, they're not motivated, or they don't know where to, how to attract people to our industry. And so, in my own experience out of people that I've worked with, when people are given an opportunity they're willing to. They're usually willing to work really hard for it. They're willing to go that extra mile, and I know that's what we need um, in our, you know, in our shops. Is is that kind of attitude, that spirit of really getting after it because they want something. Um, I also have watched us go to high schools and community colleges, and we just keep coming up empty. And so I wanted to really focus on maybe an older uh, age group of people. And I found that pushing our youth and our children and kids into college, right, whether it was the right move or not, um, we're finding that now um, we need skilled labor and we don't know where to get it. And so having working with an age group of people that are a little older, have made some mistakes, need to start over, or they need a new chance, oftentimes their families are behind them now. And that's a big part of um, what we need as, as individuals to accomplish our goals. We need people to help us, right? You know, I don't know of anyone that's been successful on their own. And so, um, you know, that was part of it. The other community aspect of this is we want stronger, safer, and more prosperous communities. And through that, you know, through employment and through people um, thriving in their work, um, that, that really helps for that, you know, that keeps people employed and uh, less crime, right, less um, taxpayer dollars that are going out, supporting people, um, paying for them uh, to be housed in prisons and jails and all that. So there, there's a lot to it. Yeah, well, there are lots of people available uh, for training. What I've noticed, especially from the in- formerly incarcerated um, segment of the people that we're working with, 
there are a lot of people who are really interested in automotive. And the more I hang out and have conversations, I find out that they have a family family member that owns a shop or was a mechanic. And so they're, they're very close to that. Also, um, the people that I've worked with that have that are coming out of incarceration have college degrees they've studied um, they've, they've really been working towards their release date and when they get out what they're going to do next and this is a really good way to get people straight from that in, during that transition period and give them something to focus on give them some hope give them some goals and uh, you know for us the main goal is making not only good technicians, but making great teammates and employees. We want our, our graduates to be employable, and we want them to stay employed. And so that's part of what we're doing in our training. Um, we're also, uh, APAC ATI works in an existing repair shop. And I think that's an important part of what we're doing. We're creating an immersion style of learning. So we have classroom time where we teach theory and we teach electrical. A lot of the skills that I've seen technicians lack in um, just in my history of being an, an employer. And so we're teaching them exactly what they need to know to be productive. We're showing them how to make parts and labor estimates, how to use all data. We're they're familiar with shop flow, how, uh, you know, what the goal is, is to take care of the customer and, and to increase the speed of service, right? We want to move cars through our shop as quickly as possible. We're also teaching all aspects of auto repair at once. That's the immersion style. So, you know, trade schools and some other programs are out there. They teach more linear, linear like, you know, it's brakes and then it's electrical, it's this and that. It's kind of segmented. And so I believe that training them on cars that are coming into shops every single day you're learning all aspects of auto repair at once right and i think that's a great way to learn it's proven to be very quick and very efficient and then again when they come out of our training center and they go into either our our operation or into someone else's they're productive on day one because they know what to do you know really we just need to show them where to park cars, where, you know, whatever is unique to your situation. But as far as what to do when they get a work order, how to inspect a car, how to do the repair, how to quality control it, um, that's all done and ready to go. All right, that'll do it for episode one of Near Me Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Burton. Thank you very much again for being here today. We really appreciate it. A few quick thank yous and honorary mentions. First off, I'd like to thank my production assistant, Adam Springer. I'd like to also thank Thomas Hayes. Thomas Hayes from the Success Leaves Clues podcast and also Shop Fix Academy. Thomas was very, very helpful to me in setting up this podcast, basically taught me all the gear I needed to buy. Yes, I'm a musician. Yes, I was in radio, but podcasting was different. And Thomas was extremely helpful. Thank you very much, my friend. I'd also like to thank Ross Childress. Ross is a very, very talented musician. You can find him at rosschildress.com. Ross wrote us the theme song for Near Me Radio, our awesome theme song, which is probably playing right now. And uh, he also offered up his catalog of music, his, his solo material for us to play on the show. We played his song, Thank You, earlier. Rossi is so talented. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank my good pal Rob Reeford, the big voice, awesome radio guy. 
Rob and I knew each other back in the day in radio in Montreal, and he provided all of the great imaging here for Near Me Radio. Rob can be found at Rob Reford. No, it's not as you think it's spelled. It's W-R-E-F-O-R-D, robreford.com. If you need any radio production or anything like that, Rob is wonderful. And my pal Brad Hilgers, who recorded the leads near me, ad for me. I reached out and said, can you help me? He said, no problem. All of these people are beautiful, amazing people and just stepped up and did whatever they could for me to help me get this podcast going. So thanks, guys. All right, that'll do it. Again, thank you very much for being here today. And we look forward to talking to you again on another episode of Near Me Radio.